Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. So this is the final episode for this year because it's the 18th of December, and frankly, who of you wants to listen to us on Christmas Day? As much as we love podcasting, we think you've probably got better things to do. So what we wanted to do with this episode is just really reflect back on how the podcast has gone for us and share some of the highlights and share some of the episodes that have been the most downloaded and the most listened to across the course of this year. So if you do want to get your fill of us over the Christmas break, then hopefully you'll have some episodes that might be new ones that are worth you exploring. So Pam, before we share those top ones, what have been your highlights for this year in terms of having the podcast? Because this is, we started it at the start of November of last year. So this is the first full year of podcasting. We're still here. We're still podcasting weekly and we still have lots planned to come next year. But what have you taken from this first full year of podcasting together? Oh, for me, it's just, it's been such an amazing experience and the impact that we've made through doing the podcast and recording the episodes, I just didn't realize how much impact we would actually make and we get so many messages from people and we get people approaching us at events and telling us how much impact the things that we've shared have had on them on their careers on their ability to interview there's a whole range of things and for me that is all of this that we're doing it just makes it so worth it when somebody sends us a message or when somebody meets us in real life and says thank you. This is how you help me. That for me, just every single one of those comments makes doing the podcast really worthwhile. Yeah, it's, I think that's the thing. It's hard to actually know when you start out, whether you put a podcast episode out and you hope that it will be useful and you hope that it will be helpful. And we know that we're sharing stuff that comes up for our clients all the time. And I think there's still that kind of question in your mind of actually do other people find it useful? Will they want to listen? Is it a value? And yeah, similar for me, getting those messages and having those conversations is just so, so incredible. It's that aspect of kind of, oh, wow. Yeah. Once we've recorded it and scheduled it and it's all set up and it's going out, you forget that then people can listen to any episode at any time. And so when people tell us that certain episodes have had an impact for them, yeah, it it really is amazing. So In terms of the episodes then, we've picked out the four and we have done this on the basis of what's had the most downloads. So this isn't our favorite episodes in terms of what we've recorded necessarily. It's the things that the the listening figures would suggest have been most popular. So we're going to run through them and just share a bit about why we think it might be so popular and yeah, 
give you that kind of take as to whether or not it might be a relevant one for you to listen to. So the most downloaded episode, which is good and bad in equal measure, is how to cope when your boss is a micromanager. <laughs> this is, this has been, obviously, it's the, the most popular in terms of listen to episodes, but the amount of messages we've had around this and the amount of conversations that we've had with people around their bosses being micromanagers, there's a lot of it that goes on out there and there's a lot of crap that people are putting up with from these managers and it's been a real eye-opener to hear the stories hasn't it it's it's unbelievable some of the the ways that people will allow themselves to be treated and how people will treat other people in the workplace it's just a lot of it isn't great I think that's the thing. I think there's so many, there was some research recently and it was saying something and I, I don't want to misquote the figures, but it's ballpark. I think it was 81% of people are accidental managers and they use that term to describe people who either had never particularly had that ambition or intended to be a manager or who had wanted to progress and had got that management responsibility, but hadn't had the necessary kind of support that went with it. And I think that's why that episode probably strikes such a chord because so many people either aren't expected to demonstrate the right behaviors once they go into a management or leadership role, or they have the right intention, but they just don't know how to do it. So many people are on the receiving end of micromanagement in one form or another, because having control is something that is really hard to lose. If you haven't got another way when you're promoted of looking at how to divvy up roles and responsibilities of how to have oversight of what somebody's delivering and maintain accountability without being in the detail of it, there's a skill to that. And so if you haven't been equipped with that, then it is likely at some point that somebody will describe you as a micromanager. And so I think it's natural that strikes a chord and it's something that people hate. Like when you're an experienced expert, specialist in what you do, or you've got that skill set yourself, there's nothing more frustrating than someone over your shoulder constantly wanting to be involved when you just need them to back off. It is, it's hard, but I think the worst thing about micromanagement is the effect that it has on people's confidence. And I think that is one of the things that we touched on that in the episode, but Actually, the more people that we've spoken to around micromanagement and people have listened to the episode and said, that sounds exactly like my manager. Is that what it is? I'm being micromanaged. And the knock-on effect on confidence, it will put people into a situation where they're feeling like imposter syndrome and all of this stuff that comes with being micromanaged. And a lot of the times when we're talking to people and we're talking about micromanagement, being micromanaged isn't necessarily a reflection on you. It's more about that person, that manager and their insecurities. It's very rarely about you and, you know, what you or they perceive that you are doing or not doing at work. It's more about them and their insecurities. And I think helping people to understand that has been a real eye-opener and has helped people make some huge shifts this year. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So we'll definitely do a follow-up episode because we recognize how popular that one's been. But in the meantime, if you are feeling that you are on the receiving end of micromanagement, some or a lot or all of the time, then definitely that one could be worthwhile for you to listen to in terms of strategies of how to handle it um, and how to cope and how to get that person to potentially start to give a little trust and back off. So the second one then, in terms of the most popular episodes, was five mistakes to avoid at interview. And this was one of our really early episodes. In fact, both of those were quite early episodes. So I guess they have had the full year to to gain listeners. But yeah, the five mistakes to avoid at interview is one that I think is most common that we've shared because we've had clients who've been preparing for interviews, who've been wanting to get, whether that be that internal promotion or working with you on their job search for external roles. And again, it's one that we get a lot of comments and messages in terms of how helpful that one has been. Is there a particular comment or client that has stood out that's commented to you about that one? I think the best one for me was I listened to that episode I did what you suggested and I got the job offer there's been so many of them this year it's honestly the amount of messages and everything like when we sell the podcasts and this is another question that someone asked me recently as well why did you start the podcast and I suppose it's everything that we wished we would have known back when we were in our corporate careers and the interview one is huge because it is the difference between getting the job offer and not getting the job offer so being able to perform in that interview avoid those mistakes and stand out that has been a real kind of popular one and one that people have actually messaged and said thank you because I did what you suggested and I avoided all of those mistakes and got the offer and for me that's huge because the job effort is what we strive for when we go into the job search, isn't it? So yeah, so that that's probably been my most most popular message that I've received this year from our listeners to say, but did what you said and got the offer. And I think from my perspective, it's been interesting as well, having done some recruitment assignments this year to feel like, because sometimes I think we feel like when we're talking about stuff, we, are we just sharing stuff that everyone knows? And when I've done recruitment, oh, I wish you'd have heard that. I wish you'd have known that before you came. So in that episode, we talk about how to make sure that you can handle that all important question of tell me about yourself, which I know throws a lot of people into a spin. It's a really seemingly innocuous question, but often takes people off guard. What do they want to know? How much detail should I give? So we cover that. We also cover the importance of um, using the star format with competency-based interviews and how you can use that to your advantage. So yeah, along with some of the other aspects, absolutely. If you are in interview preparation mode, that one will give you some really tangible proven strategies. And even if you only would have been at risk of making one of those five mistakes, then it will increase your chances of being successful at interview. So the third one then was what to do when you're told to be more strategic. And this came about because this is constantly for my clients, something that they recognize. And in that episode, we explored a bit of why do people get given that feedback? What does it even mean when you're told that you should be more strategic and how can you go about it? So sometimes those strategies are showing what you're already capable of. And some of it is about developing 
those skills. And I think, like you said, we want the stuff that we needed when we were at that stage of our career to really come across. And I think that's a really good example of an episode that kind of fits that brief, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And again, that is another one that we've had loads of messages about, isn't it? Because so many times people will start speaking to their managers or their leaders about promotion and what's next for them. And they get told, it's not the right time for you. You need to be more strategic. But nobody ever seems to provide that information on how to become more strategic. People will say it, but they don't always provide any context or give you any kind of action plan behind how you can do that. So I think in that episode, like helping people just to understand what being more strategic in your role looks like. I think that when people have been sending messages in, that's been the most useful thing, just being able to understand that and then allowing people to then have the confidence to be able to push back and ask questions and probe a little bit deeper on what actually do you want to see from me? Because it's easy to fob somebody off, isn't it? And say, you need to be more strategic without actually giving them the detail on how they need to do that so I think that that was probably one of my favorite episodes to record because that is something that that comes up for both of our our clients but that's something that came up in my own career and thinking about being strategic when you're not actually quite sure what does that mean and we've shared that episode haven't we like with lots of people who have have said I've been asked to be more strategic or something along those lines and we've said listen to this because we've already discussed this on the podcast and there'll probably be some tips that you can take away to to help you become more strategic or start to think more strategically so I think that was probably one of my favorite ones as well as it being one of the most popular downloaded ones as well and I think for me as well it's that aspect so many of my clients are in that camp where they know that they can think and operate strategically. But when you're in a smaller business, so most of my work is with founder-led SMEs and leaders within that type of space. And even at a senior level there, you are flitting between strategic and kind of day-to-day business as usual operations, that kind of thing. So it's very easy to be pulled into the weeds and to almost forget that you've got that. And it's difficult to create the time and the space where even if you've got that capability, that you're using it and honing it and showcasing it to other people. So that's another aspect of what we cover in in that episode. So the final one then from the top four is the episode that we did on overcoming self-doubt. And this again, is one that just comes up time and time again, doesn't it? And there's so many different ways that self-doubt can strike, so many different circumstances that can trigger it from that micromanager getting the promotion and being like, yay, oh, now I've actually got to do this thing. (laughs) So self-doubt is just an inevitable part, I think, of being an ambitious manager or leader. And this absolutely for me was one that I wish like 26 year old, 27 year old me had got because I didn't quite grasp how normal and how necessary self-doubt was. And when I then did experience it, there was all that kind of, oh, does this mean that I'm not good enough? Does this mean that what's going on here? So things had come quite easily to me in the early part of my career. And so when they didn't anymore, I was kind of like, oh, don't know what to do with this now. 
Uh, and so it's always a tough one, isn't it? When you get to that point and that self-doubt does start to creep in because sometimes, a lot of the time, you haven't really got anyone to share that with or you haven't got anyone that can really give you the advice that you need or handhold you through that and make you see that actually this is just a natural part of your development and you will feel like that from time to time and is about like really looking into what is making me feel like that and is there any evidence to to show that why or how I should be doubting myself at this point and I think that was a real eye-opener I think for some of our listeners wasn't it that self-doubt is something that will creep in from time to time and is something that you will deal with on your personal development journey but it's definitely something that you can overcome that you can you can start almost welcoming in that self-doubt because on the other side of that is that real development and that real progress I think that's the thing development is meant to be hard like if you're only ever doing things that feel easy and you feel comfortable and confident with you are keeping yourself firmly in your comfort zone and you are stuck and you are not achieving to the potential that you could be achieving. And I think it's important to be aware of that and to embrace some of the discomfort and and some of that challenge and some of that kind of recognize it as a sign of growth. It's also really important to have the right kind of support network and be able to be yourself and not have to constantly have a mask on to pretend that you don't have self-doubt and yeah we explore some of that in the episode but we will definitely again be following up so as we round off then for this year I'm just going to read out so we have had permission to share this anonymously I think this is yeah next year maybe we'll share our our favorite messages so if you want to be a contender for that then please do message one of us but yeah I'm just going to round off with just this amazing um, message that we received so I just wanted to thank you and Pamela for the awesome podcast I left my job and Dicker Boss in July and felt so lost with looking for a new role your podcast has been my savior and all your CV and interview tips were invaluable to me securing a new role which I start next week I recently listened to your episode on taking ownership of your onboarding and found the template you provided incredibly helpful. Thank you again. And I can't wait to get through the more relevant episodes as I need them in my new role. Fantastic to hear that somebody has been able to move away from their dickhead boss, who potentially would have been the micromanager, avoid the five mistakes interview, can clearly demonstrate their strategic capacity and is overcome the self-doubt. So I feel like that is a perfect example of a message from someone who's probably listened to all of those episodes. Thank you all for being with us during the course of this year. Every single download means so much to us. Honestly, we were just shrieking as we were just about to start recording because we realized that we have gone over the 5,000 downloads mark, which feels like a real milestone. So we really appreciate each and every time that you listen, that you share an episode, and that you tell us that you've got value from an episode that's out there. Thanks for joining us in 2023. And we will be back in the new year for a whole load of more great episodes and value. If there are any topics you want us to cover, then as ever, drop us a message. But in the meantime, enjoy the break. Feel free to check out those other episodes during that time if they would be valuable to you. And we'll catch you early next year.